you got to know what you left behind and then celebrate the reality that the new identity is here, that you have a new destiny in Jesus. In today's episode, we're talking about what the Bible has to say about being in Adam versus being in Christ. And it turns out there's a whole lot to the new We're glad you're here, New Creations. Let's dive in. Welcome to episode six of the We Are Recreated podcast, where we're uncovering biblical answers that help shape our concept of God, form our understanding of our identity in Christ. And if we're just meeting, my name is John Matthew. And I'm Kim. And more than anything, we want you to experience the freedom and the extraordinary life that comes from walking in relationship with Jesus. The Recreated Podcast is new, just getting off the ground, so we've mostly been laying some groundwork in the first episodes here, discovering the truth that God has shared with us about our union with Christ, particularly at the cross. We've seen that we died with Jesus, that we were buried with Jesus, that we were raised to new life in Jesus, and now we get to live a new life the life of Jesus living in and through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you've ever experienced the life of Jesus at work in and through you, we'd love to hear some of those stories and experiences from you. You can feel free to share those in the comments. Now, we've shared a fair bit about being in Adam and being in Christ because the destiny of all people is bound to either one of these two men. Today, we're going to do a short summary looking at both at the same time, back to back, a comparison of who we used to be, the picture of the in-Adam person, and now some of the awesome things that we've become as new creations in Jesus. And it's important to take a look and understand both sides because we aren't just released from sin and from an old identity and taken out of Adam's family. We don't just leave some things behind. We are also freed into things and released into new things and placed into a new family line adopted into God's family. And so, as 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, there's a side where the old has passed away and there's also the side where the new has come and we get to learn to live from the new more and more. For this comparison, we want to look at three big concepts. The first is checking out Adam versus Jesus as the respective heads of their families, the representatives of each family line. The second is we want to see the new identity that we have in Jesus versus the old identity that we left behind when we were in Adam. Truth is that we are fundamentally different at the core because we're in Jesus, totally new compared to when we were in Adam. So that's a concept that we want to check out. And the third is this concept for living life. It's this new economy, Adam's way of living, Adam's economy versus God's way of doing life, God's economy. They're pretty different things. And so we want to check these three things out. So let's start with just a general survey of Adam versus Jesus as the representatives of their respective family lines. If you notice on our YouTube channel here, we got charts today with lots of Bible references and uh, charts galore. If you're listening on streaming audio, check out the show notes so you can see the references that we're looking at today, and that'll be an encouragement to you as well. But here's what we find in the Word. Adam is called the first Adam, and it says in the Word that he's a natural man, whereas Jesus is called the last Adam, and he is from heaven, a spiritual man. Adam was given dominion over creation, 
But Jesus was given dominion and authority over all things in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And it says in Philippians that one day every knee will bow to him and every tongue will confess that he's Lord. He's over all things. Adam was tempted in the garden and he failed. But Jesus, who was tempted in the wilderness, he overcame and he was the winner, the victor. It says that Adam was disobedient. But Jesus was obedient even to death on a cross. It says in the word that Adam brought sin into the world But Jesus came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Adam's actions brought death to the world and to all people, but Jesus brings life to all who believe. says that Adam caused all to become sinners. But everyone who believes in Jesus can be made righteous. So the second concept we're looking at today is what happened to humanity because of the actions of these two men. And Paul talks a lot about this in Romans chapter 5. It's also included in many other places in the New Testament. Take a look at the references we have listed here. What we're taught in the Word is that in Adam, all die. And that the wages that were earned for sin is death and condemnation and the result that all in Adam are made sinners. But now here's the good news of the gospel, that all who are in Christ have received eternal life. They've received the gift of grace and salvation, not a wage that has been earned, but a gift. We are given grace and righteousness to reign in life, and in Christ, all are justified, all are made righteous. And this is incredibly good news. We've been forgiven. We've been set free. We have a clean slate, as Ephesians 1 verse 7 says. Sometimes people hear that idea of being lumped in with Adam because of the choices that he made in the garden. They hear all of humanity was made sinful because of one man's actions and one man's choice. And they go, well, that's not fair. Maybe. But the truth is that we're all doing a fine job sinning in our own right. And the other side of that coin is that it wasn't really fair that Jesus would have to come to earth, give up heaven, die on a cross, be murdered as a criminal so that I could be set free from my wrongdoing. It's not fair, but I'm so glad that he did and that he's made a way out for me. Truth is, there's a fundamental problem that we face, and it's sin, but it's more than sin. It's because we're part of one family or another. And if we're in Adam, then we're doomed. We got to get out of our family line if we're in Adam. And Jesus has made a way for us to be adopted into the family of God and live a brand new life in him. Right. And so instead of complaining about being stuck in one family, we can celebrate that we have the option of uh, being redeemed into a new family. And, you know, this is perhaps easier to understand from a Middle Eastern cultural viewpoint than a Western one, uh, where it's all about covenant. And we will talk about that at some point in the future. But the good news that the Bible talks about is that we can be taken from out of Adam. And a biblical word for that is redemption, being redeemed, being rescued or taken out of Adam and being placed into Christ or being reconciled with him. And so this is where these two ideas of redemption and reconciliation 
uh, come together. The old has passed away and the new has come. So as we dive into this third concept, the new economy for living, we want to look at some of the exchanges that we've made as we've been brought out of Adam's family and adopted into the family of God. It's how we used to live versus how we're invited to live now by the power of the Holy Spirit. And here are the charts for you. In Adam, we were under an achieving system. We've been freed from it and freed into a receiving system. We've been freed from rules and law for acceptance. And we step into a system of grace and acceptance in Jesus. We used to have to live by following the law. Now we live by faith. We're freed from religious works and freed into dependent relationship with Jesus. We get to move out of working so that hopefully sometime we can rest into a system where we work from a place of rest and security. We're secure and safe in him already. We used to have to rely on our flesh, our own talents and resources to get through life, but now we can live empowered by the Spirit of God. We used to be slaves to sin. Now we are the sons of God. We used to have an obligation to sin, but now we're free to not sin anymore as we rely on the Holy Spirit working in us. We used to be rebellious and enemies of God. Now we live in submission and surrender to Him, and we get to be God's friend. Once we were condemned, but now we have total acceptance and security in Him. Once there was a fear of punishment, but because of God's love, fear can be taken away and we can enjoy relationship with Him. We've been freed from death and we've been freed into life. We've been freed from Satan and we've been freed into life and relationship with Jesus. This is amazing, incredible good news, but there's even more, some even more amazing applications for living life in Christ now. For example, we are freed from the obligation of having to read our Bible. Now we are, have the desire to want to read our Bible and to spend time with Jesus. We're freed from having to give, free to getting to give. We're freed really from anything have to fill in the blank. And now we get to or want to based on the new desires that Christ gives us in our new hearts. We're freed from working for love and needing love from others, and instead, we're freed to work through love and giving love to others as Jesus overflows from us. We're freed from controlling others and freed to being able to love other people and learn how to trust other people. We're freed from judging others and freed into accepting others. We're freed from working really hard to try and earn rest. And instead, we're freed to working from a place of rest. We're freed from emptiness and freed into completeness. We're freed from trying to be someone else and freed to just being ourselves. We're freed from performing and pretending in order to fit in. And we're freed to be the church, to be the community of love that Jesus has designed the church to be. We're freed from looking out for ourselves, from protecting ourselves. And we're freed to being able to take care of others and also to receive love from others as well. We are freed from abuse from ourselves and from others, and we're freed into being able to experience healing 
for ourselves and also helping others to experience that as well. We're freed from others controlling us into being able to relax around other people. We are freed from living by a principle, by law, and we're freed into relationship with a person, the living Christ, in us and through us. If you've been encouraged or challenged in some way by this episode, it would mean the world if you take just a second to give it a thumbs up and leave a comment below so we can start to hear some of your story and your feedback. I can tell you from my many years of experience that relationship with God is better than trying to live life in my own strength. There's nothing better than knowing him and walking with him, depending on him. He's so faithful and so good. You would probably be blown away if you realized how seemingly indiscriminate God is with his love and with his grace for people. And so we're going to talk about that in the next video. Click the top link. You can track with us and see what it's all about. And until we see you next time, remember, we are recreated.